Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. of reason and the dean of richmond radio here's big al on 1061 espn the uh, the atlanta braves ah boy you know you win 104 games you clear the the your closest competition by what 14 games uh, the final tab there for the um, difference between first place atlanta and second place philadelphia that's how it played out during the course of the season. Philadelphia 14 back 90 and 72. Atlanta 104 and 58. Ah, Mamma Mia, Papa Pia. Isn't that something? Atlanta gets beat three games to one. And it's just, it was just uh, you know, ugly. Ugly series for the Atlanta Braves. Where, where, did, the, where did the hitting go for Atlanta? Uh, you know, yeah, they just hit so well all year long. Records broken. Two MVP candidates. Olsen, 54 and 137. Alcuna, 41, 73, 74 steals. Uh, 41 homers. Batted three, what, 335. Stole, as I mentioned, those 73 bases or so. I mean, where did it go? Where where did it all go? It's just you get into these, and, and I looked at one other story today. You know, when I was prepping, and um, but I tell you, the, the Dodgers have it even worse. We'll get to that coming. Their postseason failure is uh, whew, uh, almost worse than Atlanta's, at least in the last few years. Atlanta did win a World Series a few years ago, didn't they? Back in was it twenty eighteen? When did they win it? Twenty one. Thank you. After Washington won it. Uh, I mean, look at Acuna for the series, 143. Riley, he hit well, 353, had a home run last night. Olsen, 250, a little bit below what he hit in the regular season, about 281, right around there. Uh, They just, a tough series. Could not get it done. Couldn't hit. The pitching was okay. I mean, Strider went twice. He lost twice. He went five and two-thirds last night, seven hits, three runs. All earned, three walks. So he, he put 10 uh, ducks on the pond in five and two-thirds. That doesn't help. <coughs> that doesn't help at all. But his ERA for the two games he pitched was a respectable 2.84. In the, in the, uh, yesterday, last night, the um, three relief pitchers didn't give up a run. Three to one, your final. Suarez for Philadelphia. Somebody tell me what he did during the year. I don't know. Suarez, you don't know, do you? Don't know. I don't know. Suarez, regular season, four and six with a four one eight, and he shuts down Atlanta. He shuts down the Atlanta Braves, the best hitting in baseball. He goes five, gives up one earned run, walked none, three hits, 
His whip is 058. His ERA is 104. 418 in the regular season, a 4 and 6 record. You know, truth is stranger than fiction. Hello, everybody. I'm Mac McDonald. No, I'm Al Coleman. We t- thank you for tuning in this morning. Big Alice of Sports Fun 1061 ESPN. Robert DeBruce. Robert DeBruce is producing from home this morning. Good morning. How are you over there, Brewster? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Good. Hey, does uh, does our boy uh, Jamie King, the hoss, the hoss of the uh, South Bay, does he uh, does he still call you uh, Sunshine Bob or what was it? Uh, what's your, uh, beach shirt? What did he call you? What was the name he called you? South Beach Rock. There you go. You I'm knew wanted, what it was. I, I wanted something here. Sunshine Bob. I like that better. <laughs> I'm Robert. Does he, does he still? I know you are. I, I'm familiar with that. Uh, I don't call you Bob or Robert or Bobby. My uh, grandfather went by Bob. By Bob. Yeah. Uh, was he an Ole? He was an Ole and he was a Robert. Well, now what's your mother's name? Mid- maiden name? Hilwa. See, this is why, this is why we shouldn't get into this. It's to take you on a Hilwa is her maiden name. Hill. Hilwa. Hilwa, yeah. All right, that's fine. We'll leave it that <laughs> yeah. great. You know, it's, there listen, we, go. we all, you know, all, you know, we all have our names, our surnames. Um, so anyway, does Jamie King still call you? South Beach Rob, yep. Okay. Every morning. All right. So you're Robert the Bruce here, though. And I think to everyone else, you're Robert the Bruce. Now, I know Bob and Matt don't call you Robert the Bruce. No. And no, it's Robert. Yeah, and most people around here call me Robert, but uh, everyone, I guess, has their different name for me. Yes, indeed. And I think they're, most of them are positive, because I've heard much worse than <laughs> that I've been called worse than this. Haven't we all? So, hey, listen, you can start a haters club like the Big Al Haters Club. I think it's a good thing to have haters. That means, someone's, that means people are... Taking in what you're saying. Well, a lot of listeners call you Robert the Bruce. They know you as Robert the Bruce. Well, so, uh, some of them call me Bruce. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> some of them call me the Bruce. A lot of people, there's many people that think my last name is Bruce. Um, and then Larry <laughs> just affectionately calls me Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Um, uh, and yeah. he can get away with it because he's Larry. He, he's, he's Larry. Allowed, he's allowed to do that. Yeah, we've got uh, baseball talk about, football talk about. Um, the Chiefs, the Chefs, won by 11 last night. In an ugly game. And that's notable. A ten and a half point line. <laughs> oh, just a bit outside. That's uh yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons I personally don't bet is that hook is always there. I mean it's it's amazing <coughs> how often they are really scarily close Vegas is. Uh let me did you watch some of the game? I watched a good amount of it. I actually fell asleep in the fourth quarter. <laughs> well, I mean fourth quarter's for eleven o'clock. You get up and it's uh, well, about you know, five or seven. Well, don't you? So, some people out there, I'm not. And some people will try and tell you they watch every minute of every game. I'm very honest with the listeners. I well, I watch as much as I can. I make yeah. sure I'm up to date. But you can tell what's going to go on in Chiefs Broncos. It like I thought it was a the Broncos give them decent <laughs> games. That they they at one point it was 16 to eight. It was a ball game. It was never an absolute blowout. But the Chiefs just have their number. I think it's 16, 16 straight. 16 in a row. You knew the outcome was going to be the outcome. I mean, you, yeah. you knew that they were not going to go in there. And, and I worry about Russell Wilson being a spent shell. Now, he could come in here and punch my lights out and say, spin this shell. Well, and, I think he's got 12 but, touchdowns to four interceptions this year, if I if I have my numbers correct. So he's not the problem, but he's not the solution he's paid to be there. No. He's paid a lot, and they gave up a lot. And you can watch it in Seattle. Seattle looks good right now. A lot of the young players <laughs> they have there because of the Denver Broncos. I'd say they may be one that trade. The um, y- y- you look at his box score, 
as they say in baseball, um, he did not have a good game. Now, you know, the Chiefs are very good. That, yeah, defense is, but, is the best it's been in the Mahomes era, I'd argue. Uh, Russell Wilson was 13 for 22, 95 yards. Wasn't great. Uh, no. I mean, he, he had one play where he rolled out and it looked kind of <laughs> like the old Russell Wilson because that's what he used to do. He was never some incredible pocket passer. His thing, his magic power is getting out of the pocket, scrambling, making plays off script. Yeah. So I think yep. that that may have hurt him down the line that he never became a true, refined pocket passer, and that happens. Some but he was good. He could throw from the no, pocket. He is, but, you, but he could also he could do both. He could roll out and yeah, throw it very well. But yeah. he never became an elite pocket <laughs> passer, similar to Drew Brees, how he did. Yeah. Russell Wilson relied a little bit on that scrambling, and, and it was a magic. He was he was magical at times, and he would get out of certain plays, and he was good in Seattle. I think people are trying to revise history a little bit. He may have not been the teammate we thought he was, but he was a very good player, an all-pro player in Seattle. You were probably pretty happy when uh, it was sixteen to eight with six to go. Oh yeah, because I made that. I made the ten and a half pick. Yeah, you no. only did it on the air. You didn't but, put money on it. But I didn't like it because I have the Chiefs' defense uh, in fantasy, but they still got me sixteen points, which is really good for a defense. Oh, so. there you go. And I had Travis Kelsey, um, who had a big night. He didn't get a touchdown, but. It seemed like they just went back to their old ways. If nothing nine else works, targets, nine catches, a buck twenty-four. If nothing else works, it's funny. Mahomes starts scrambling. Kelsey's running his route. He just sits in a soft zone. Yeah. He's open. And and Taylor Swift is watching. Ooh, and she's watching with Mahomes' wife. And they limited the coverage. Al Michaels <laughs> made sure that we knew that that they were going to limit the coverage, and they did compared to other people. So. Al Michaels is tired of a lot of things. He's <laughs> tired, and he makes he makes sure you know it too. Yeah. He does not hide it. <laughs> no, we see, you know, she, she, I mean, he's still good, but he ought to retire. He's probably was about eighty, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's better. Something he's, like that. he's better than some announcers will ever be in their primes, but he's he's not quite what he used to be. And he's not. You can tell he's annoyed by certain things. Yes, and I think Herb Street will always be best at college. He's not bad <laughs> at this, but he's best at college. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get somebody else in there at some point. Uh, anyway, the the, uh, the the top. What? How many games did Houston win? They didn't win. They won in four. No, games I'm talking right? about the regular season. Oh, I think ninety and seventy-two. There's a lot yeah. of ninety and seventy-two. Yeah, they're right. A lot of them right around there. They, yeah, they were three of the teams left were Texas and Texas and Houston finished with the same record, and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Houston won the tiebreaker. Uh, with they both had the ninety wins, Houston got the tiebreaker. So uh, the top three teams in baseball, Atlanta, Baltimore, and the Dodgers, they combined to win three hundred and five games. The Dodgers won one hundred, Baltimore one hundred and one, Atlanta one hundred and four. They went they went one and nine combined. One win, one, and it was a one run win. That was their five win. to four. Yeah, one run win. But yeah, that's good the point. only win that any of five them got. Five to four. And you could say it was a little bit of a miraculous win. I mean, watching it, I was like, whoa. Did you see Harris last night in the, in the second inning? He came in and made a diving catch on the ball and again got a double play on the infield. He's, he's incredible. He's pretty good center field. This just, this just in. Tampa won 99. And they went zipping two in the playoffs, didn't they? And they didn't show much at all, and their fans didn't show much at all. Who'd they lose to? I mean, you get through this and you forget. Uh, Tampa played Texas, Texas, and they lost zip two. Makes more sense now. Texas is one of those teams that's rolling right now. Like Philadelphia. Yep. Taranto won 89. And what did they do? They lost to Minnesota zip two, didn't they? Yep. Or they won one two. No, it was, all, it was all sweeps in the wild card. 
Unbelievable. Which was unfortunate probably for baseball. But I think this I, – I wonder if these upsets are helping or hurting. I know one thing. The uh, networks carrying this are probably not happy that Atlanta, Baltimore, and the Dodgers especially are all out. Yeah, I think I think that's I, just you know one, two, three, four. The top four teams as far as wins go are out. Yeah, I think I think they would have liked three out of the four to make it. You usually would probably root for one upset yep. just because it's good for the sport, but you don't want all upsets. It's if you if if all of the top seeds of March Madness went down, it gets like who are these? I mean, watch what happened this year. We we love the upsets, but it started to be a bit too much. Yeah, San Diego State, Florida Internet was it Florida Inter- Florida Atlantic. Atlantic? Yeah, and it's like the only team we knew was UConn. And it's right. like even that was kind of a no name. Well, we sport. knew Miami. Yeah. But it was like it started to be like, all right, it's a bit too much. Yeah. We love the upsets. It's too much now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, turn off the upset speaker, <laughs> exactly. please. All right, we need to uh, turn off our talking and hear from our fine sponsors. And let me remind you, be sure to tune in uh, in the mornings at 7 o'clock. And Jamie King has a great show that uh, you two do together there pretty much. Uh, Robert the Bruce, Sunshine Bobby, and uh, Sunshine Shirt Bobby. And uh, – <laughs> He didn't go by Bobby. Sunshine shirt Robert. And uh, Robert the Bruce, I mean, they, uh, from 7 to 8, tune into them, listen in, and you'll enjoy it and call in and talk to them because they both have a fair amount of knowledge. I'd say a pretty darn fair amount of knowledge uh, about sports. Anyway, so bottom line is the top five teams in baseball went 1-13 in the playoffs. We'll take a pause on that, and we shall return and talk about a lot of things. We do have uh, the picks coming up at 845. Habo, Habanero, Haboski will be in here at, uh, at 9 o'clock. It's our, normally on Thursday, but uh, my schedule was a little bit tilted yesterday. So he moved. He said, well, let's do Friday. He said, hey, works for me, dog. Say, oh, one final note from John Avery. Uh, TJ Klein made it into Dallas last night at 8 o'clock. That's good to hear. Yeah. So there you go. Safe and sound back in Dallas. And uh, John Avery will be telling me the toothpaste he's using when he gets up this morning. So let's take a pause and we shall come back. So in all seriousness, it's great that he got back safe. And I hope everybody, all Americans, get out of there safe. That'll that'll be hard to do out of Israel to get out of there right now. And we uh, certainly thoughts are – you think about this. It's uh, every, every day you think about what's going on over there and how – what savages, savages that are over there – uh, causing this, uh, I can't say a rumpus, it's a lot more than that. Stay with us. Season long. Now it's time for the race to the fall classic. 1061 ESPN is your exclusive home for the MLB postseason in Richmond. We are here and live and talking sports. Thank you for tuning in. It's Friday before the weekend, and we're all having a good time. Thank you, Reeves Louthan, for that one. The late, the great Reeves Louthan. I told you I ran into his brother last uh, week, and we'll have him in here on a Friday to, to revisit the old the old Friday before the weekend, and we're all having a, 
Oh, having a good time. God, dog it. I hate when people that are good people, nice people, smart people, work with you with no bologna sandwiches, no BS, just works with you and great guy. Die. I hate that. I hate to think, you know, people dying too young. Uh, uh, uh. I'm not sorry. I'm not trying to be more, but I just really liked Reeves Louthen, and he was a great sponsor with us, with his company, and uh, and did a great thing, giving away donate. You know, the player, the Washtenaw Player of the Week, hundred bucks a week went to the Children's Hospital at the end. The 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 the, uh, the one who was Washtenaw Player of the Year, thousand dollars went to this. A total of twenty five hundred dollars went to the uh, Children's Hospital from from uh, Woodfin back then when he worked with them. So anyway, anyway. Red Dog on hold. Well, let's not hold up the Red Dog. Red Dog. Hey, we'll be out there next Wednesday at Gus's Italian Cafe and Sports Bar. Come on out, Red Dog. I'll buy you a tall, tall glass of iced water. You big spender. Yeah. I tell you what, I look out for my friends. <laughs> um, yes? I guess I'll try to put a, a bow on this race. Oh, oh, God. Talk to me. You have all the re- you know all the records that they set and everything they did. Golly, I mean, Acuna batted 143 in this series. Anyway, well, this, I'll be quiet. You go ahead, Hoss. This, this is my takeaway from all of it. All right. You know, only two years ago, they won the World Series. Yeah, yeah it's two years, yes. But two years ago, that team won 89 games and went into August with a losing record. Ah. They, were, they were actually very fortunate to even get in the playoffs. And uh, but once they got in, they played like a team playing with house money. There you go. Um, and you know when when you win a World Series, when you lead all of baseball and wins and hit three hundred and seven home runs and all, expectations change. And what I saw from them, not just in this series, but when they played Philly last year was an over-anxious, tight team swinging at a lot of bad pitches, taking a lot of unnecessary home run cuts. Um, I I took away, you know, if you put both these teams on center stage when the lights are brightest, the Phillies strike me as a team that rise to the occasion. (laughs) You think? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the the Braves shy away from it. There's something about it. I mean, they just played a four-game series. One game they had four hits. Two games they had five hits. It's like you said. Um, it, it, when I was watching them, it, it, swinging at bad pitches, home run cuts when you when contact would would do just as well. Let me tell you something. Ranger Suarez started two of these four games for the Phillies. You know how many managers would drool over the prospect of facing Ranger Suarez twice? <laughs> Well, I talked about a few minutes. You probably I don't know if you were listening to Tom, but he was four and six this year with a four one eighty RA. Yeah, he did not become Cy Young in the last week, but Atlanta did everything in their power to make him look like that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I think his ERA in the series was two four eight, something like that, two point four eight. And here's some <laughs> numbers for you. So, so there was two of these playoff games they didn't home run. Oh. There were only seventeen games. In the regular season, they didn't home run. So they played, what, 166 games. There's only 19 games they didn't home run. Yet, of those 19 games, they lost 14 of them. Mm. So apparently, if you keep them in the yard, they become the Kansas City Royals in a hurry. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the fact they lost. I'm laughing at what you're saying. 
Um, they, 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 I think they put too much pressure on themselves, and they're too dependent on um, the the home run. They they don't seem to manufacture runs real well. Um, <laughs> and and you, you look back at the, I guess they tied the record of the Twins from a few years ago. If you look yeah. at that Twins team, it won a hundred games. Went to the playoffs and got swept away like nobody's business too. That's that's a great regular season formula. Mm-hmm. It it, um, it doesn't generally translate too well into the playoffs. And, and just like the NFL doesn't have a lot of great quarterbacks, there aren't a lot of great pitchers in baseball. Um, and this time of year, ninety percent of those bad pitchers are on a golf course somewhere. The other ten percent apparently pitch for the Braves and Dodgers. So, if you count on home runs, you get, you run into a lot more problems this time of year. You know, you talk about them overhitting you know, their swings, overhitting, overswinging, for, you know, for home runs. You know, swinging at pitches that are not over the plate, that type of thing. Uh, you know, over you know, it's tightening up. You know, their throat tightening up. Other parts of the body tightening up, everything just yeah, which is what I was gonna say. You said it, and and, and you're right. Now, wh- what I want to know is why the manager sitting down with this team saying, "Listen, guys, relax, relax. We're the Atlanta Braves. We're the best team in baseball. Guys, just take it as another weekend series or a four game series Monday through Thursday. Relax. Don't get so wound up. Why? I mean, I mean, I'm sure he had to say something like that to him, Red Dog. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure he. <laughs> One of the ones tightening up, also. I mean, yeah, think man. about, it. think about it. If, if your boss is relaxed, you'll tend to be relaxed. If your boss is uptight about things, it tends to trickle down. So let, let me. I want to ask your opinion because this is one thing I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. You, you tell me if if it makes sense or not. I'll um, try. <laughs> you know, the Atlanta was given a lot of credit for for. Signing a lot of these young guys, um, Acuna, all these these guys. A lot of these guys are under contract for a long time. They don't have to worry about this unit getting broken up because of free agency and stuff like that. Um, but here's the thing: I was thinking about this is the second second straight year they got. They didn't just lose in the first round; they got embarrassed both years. If you come back next year and you win a hundred games, yeah. seventh straight East Division title. But you get embarrassed for a third straight year. Well, All these guys that you got locked up, do you not at that point have to go, you know what, I didn't lock them up so they could be great regular season players? Um, you don't have to worry about free agency, but do, do you not have to consider breaking the unit up and trading some pieces off if, if you can't count on them in the postseason? Um, it seems to me that maybe didn't they? I mean, they had you know uh, Charlie Morton Salt, who is not the best pitcher in baseball, but he's he'll grind up innings. He won fourteen. He petered out a little bit at the end of the season. We know that. Uh, but but you expect? I mean, you put him out there on the mound, I think in the postseason. I think he's going to give you some, chew up some innings too. There too. Uh, Freed was injured and didn't, didn't pitch for a, a little while, and then even at the end of the season, he he wasn't ready to go. I don't think. I think he got kind of re-injured again, and so. Uh, maybe more pitching is what they need. You know, I mean, you can't just depend on on uh, what's his name, Strecker. Well, Max Freed. 
of go ahead you kind of went in a different direction than i meant um well, no no you're right i mean the, the pitching has to be addressed i mean basically all you got coming back next year is max freed and spencer strong it, so it, you're gonna have to get yeah starting pitching well, in bullpen if your guys are on the mound and they're shutting down the everyday eighth that are hitting everyday nine now dh both leagues you know, the, they get fired up they they get it, it's it's something where they tune into this they're they're feeling it and they go out there and they they they're, they're relaxed because their pitchers shutting down yeah if you're not if you don't get some shutdown pitchers you ain't getting to hitting most cases i don't think and look at the Dodgers. They, in 2018, they lost the World Series. In 2016, the NLCS to the Cubs. 2014, NLDS to the Cardinals. Uh, same thing in, in 13 to the Cardinals. And in, in 20, oh, the 2023, they lost the Diamondbacks. You know, then in 2015, they lost. 2021, 2017, they lost. I mean, you talk about a bad run. I'm talking about the last decade. They've been horrible. They won one World Series, didn't they, in there? few years ago? Yeah. Right. And look at Kershaw. He got lit like a Christmas tree. Like, like a, I mean, he just, I mean, 11, six runs in a third of an inning? I don't, it's, a, it's a different, it's a different thing in the postseason. The Braves proved it. Okay. Well, let me just hit you with this and then I'll let you go. Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, if you've got better pitching, by all rights, you should be able <laughs> to relax a little more as a hitter. You don't feel like you got to make up for pitching deficiency. That aside, if you're starting eight, if of that group next year, guys that were hitting 340 bombs during the year or for a third postseason in a row hitting 150 and striking out all the time, do you, do you not have to start considering, hey, I know we got these guys under contract, but you know, some of them just are disappearing on us in postseason. All right. We, we didn't. We didn't invest in all this for regular season success. Maybe some pieces have to be traded away. Does that make sense? All right, well, who would, all right, we got to get going too. It's it's, it's, we, it's pause time, and but let me ask you this real quick: Who would you get rid of? Oh, it'd be a hard decision. But I'm just wondering if you don't have to make that at some point. Um, and this yeah. is based on three straight embarrassing first round losses. You know, it, it, it comes. Yeah, it comes to a point where you gotta. You, you might have to shake it up a little bit to get the attention of, the, of everybody. Now he's got their attention. They're winning 104 games, but it, the other side of the coin is you get in the postseason. You ain't doing anything. So what do you? I, I don't know if you shake up yet. I wouldn't shake it up yet. You got. There's a good thing going. What you gotta do is take a, a different look down a different telescope for, at the playoffs. Do something different. You know, shake up the lineup a little bit, maybe. You know, change around a few. A lot, you know, there's great theories. You know, certainly, you don't, you don't. If it ain't broke, you don't fix it. And it ain't broken in the season when you're winning this many games. But I like your point of 89 lose house money, all that kind of thing. Yeah, and their team's playing like that now because the three, three of the top four seeds are gone. And, and, and uh, of the top five teams, they went 1-13 in the postseason. What you don't do is you don't take that damn break for five days. That just throws you out of rhythm. And baseball's about rhythm. We've talked about this ad nauseum. And the bottom line is it is just you can't you – know, they shouldn't give them these long breaks like that. If I'm a manager, say, throw me in there. Let's go. Let's just take all these teams and we play. We start day one. We all play and take it from there. You can't take a five- or six-day break, Hoss. It throws you totally out of your rhythm as – as, Atlanta, Baltimore, and the Dodgers proved. 
And Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, no, one, Minnesota. One last fun one. Yeah, yeah. One quick. last fun one. Um, American League East was supposed to be the best division of all baseball. Sent <laughs> three teams to the playoffs. Those three teams had a combined 0-7 are gone. See yeah. ya. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, Red Dog. Thank you, partner. I wouldn't shake them up yet. Maybe just, I don't know. That's a that's a dilemma. Horns of a dilemma, a conundrum, whatever you want to call it. How come? Well, look at the, I mean, the Dodgers. I mean, chapter and verse right here. I read it. I mean, how bad have they been? In the postseason, how does Clayton, Clayton Kershaw go out there and get shelled? I mean, just just obliterated. Anyway, stay with us. We'll have picks coming up and the habanero coming up at nine. Stay with us. already. Holy cow. Holy cow. Stop the presses. Uh, we are here until <clears throat> 10 o'clock. We have the picks coming up. <clears throat> Excuse me. The <clears throat> frog stills here. And then Habo will be here at 9 to talk some sports. Um, boy, it's not... <laughs> That's the thing about football season and baseball, September drives, you know, and then, of course, the, the playoffs and World Series in October. And uh, it just goes by so fast. It's already the 13th. It, oh, by the way, it's Friday the 13th. You do know that. Yeah, uh, Jamie and I talked about that. Oh, uh, okay. I'm well, not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Uh, no, it's, uh, you know, if, if I were playing the big leagues or football or something like that, I'd, I'd wear the number 13. Look at Dan Marino. Yeah. Oh, holy cow. There's players out there now he that wear right. 13. Yeah, well, this just in. Anyway, um, it's just hard to believe that in what? 19 days, it'll be November 1st, and we'll have Habo and uh, and Avert in here. And NBA basketball will be playing. So that's, that's great. Yes, always the beginning of any season is wonderful. The hockey season's off and running already. I believe the Flyers are playing at the Penguins, or the Penguins are in Philly one or the other night. Uh, that'll be, I think, the first game for both of them in the National Hockey League. This would be night four of the hockey season. It began Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and tonight. Right. And it'll it'll roll on till early, you know, mid-April. Maybe. Same thing with basketball. <clears throat> so it's early. Yeah, just it's like, football season. Just like baseball. When, just like when people talk about baseball in April, I have the same response. Yeah. It's too early to talk. Well, about. I like the beginning of the season, but yeah, well, I you, like you, the beginning of the NBA season. You can't pick on things. Yeah, that's fine. You like you like NBA beginning of the season. I, you know, I like to see who's winning. You know, I like to see the beginning of any season. And of course, NASCAR's down to four races now: fifteenth, twenty second, twenty ninth, and then the sixth. Uh, I think it is in November. Now, the first is a Wednesday, the third, the fifth of November. Uh, that's Sunday or Saturday, the last weekend, Sunday, I believe, uh, for NASCAR. So there you have it. I mean, they've only got four races left. <coughs> Hard to man. Yeah, November 3rd is a Friday. <coughs> yes, it is. And November 1 is a Wednesday. Right. So that's just one way to figure out when, when things are happening, when days are coming up, who's playing who, and, uh, you know, who, sh- who shot uh, – What's his name? And as you put in front of me, ask the um, question. But I gotta come up with a name. Go ahead. Well, I had a feeling fill fill some air. Uh, the, as you put in front of me, some interesting games uh, here. 
from college football. Yes, we'll get to that with the Habanero coming up in a few minutes. But yeah, there's some good football games this weekend as far as matchups. And it seems like the Pac-12 is kind of dominating. They do have, as we went over Monday, there were seven yep. uh, teams from the Pac-12 in the top 25. That's right. It's um, And we talked about it too. That's interesting over the last uh, however many years. There's usually a group of five team. There is not one this year. Nope. Uh, I do know one team that would probably be in the argument for the top group five team. They're not eligible for uh, the postseason. JMU Dukes, they're, they're as good as any group of five team right now based on record. Um, well, they get votes in the poll. Yeah, I, I still argue <coughs> Tulane is the best. Um, I know they lost to Ole Miss, but I still believe they're the best. That I know everyone cares a lot about group of five. But JMU undoubtedly is one of the one of the better group of five teams out there. And they're next two weeks on ESPN2 and ESPN. That's huge for the program. Well, if you look at the top 25, we know there are no group of five. We mentioned that. Right. Uh, we talked about it Monday. It's the Pac-12 with seven, the SEC six, the ACC with five, Big Ten three, and Big 12 only have three, then Notre Dame. Notre Dame. So that's it. I mean, the Big Ten and Big 12 only have three each. So that's your 25 teams. All right, then you look at the other receivers. Missouri's 26. Then you have your first group of five, Wyoming at 27, Air Force 28. Then Tulane at 30 in, in uh, West Virginia, Clemson, Maryland, Iowa. Then James Madison, your fourth group of five. Right. With seven votes. Uh, I mean, they're they're right there. In the other, I mean, that's impressive. It is impressive. Only They're the fourth-ranked group of five. Yeah. No, that is, and it's yeah, the group of five top twenty-five. Yeah, and they're they're that would I mean, be cool. Yeah, no, they're a very good program, mm-hmm. and they've obviously translated well that FCS mm-hmm. success. And I think one of the interesting things about the SEC, the boy dog college football, one team in the top ten. Now it is the number one team, but <laughs> they've got some ranked teams, but they're not teams that are most likely going to be vying for the playoff, and that's just interesting for the SEC. We've had group of fives in the past few years. Yeah, we have. Cincinnati's been in it, TCU's been in it. Been well, in it. No, TCU's not in the pool. They're, the, they're not. Yeah, they they're, felt like it. They must have. Yeah, they, um, they, they beat Michigan. Yeah. yeah. But then the hammer fell. Uh, they, um, <clears throat> it's, well, it, I believe a New Year's Six usually as long as one team is undefeated or one loss, they leave a spot open for a group of five. But if it's a two loss, I mean, they may just put in a power five. But they, they like to leave a spot open for a group of five team. Well, I mean, if you look at the top 25, and I mean, you got Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, and not, neither, none of those four, not neither, but n- zero, none of those four, as well as number five, Oklahoma, Penn State, Washington, you go down five, seven, eight slots, Oregon, no losses, even right. Southern Cal at 10, behind number uh, nine, Texas, that has one loss. Yeah, Texas still has the most impressive win, I believe. <clears throat> Over Alabama, yeah. and they thrashed them. Pushed, yeah, just pushed them around. And then, oh, oh who is, is uh, North Carolina's uh, five and zero? Oh. Those are your only unbeaten teams. Excuse me, one more Louisville, it's six and zero. Oh. So you've got ten teams without a loss. Check that eleven teams without a loss. The losses will come. Teams will be playing each other in their own conferences. And that dog. Oh, we gotta get going. Dog gone. It's already four eight forty four. Lord Almighty. Man, we gotta get the, the guys on here. Boy, I just lost track of time. Let's get going. Let's roll. We'll come back with NASCAR. Woo! Join me in the hashtag crew every morning at ten. It's Greeny. Starting at ten o'clock after Sports Phone with Big Al on 1061 ESPN. Streaming live on the iHeartRadio app. All 
apologize to these two gentlemen. Boy, I was talking too much and ran on a little long. Good Lord, I usually get them at 45 passes. 48 passed already. Perry Miller, good morning. Good morning to you, Mr. Airport. Uh, morning, per- Perry Miller, the uh, president and CEO of RIC, fly Richmond first. Let's see, did the uh, the August numbers came in over four hundred, right? Indeed. Yeah, is October come in yet? Not yet. Not yet. So it'll be Not soon. Still October, man. We got to get through it. Oh first. yeah, what am I talking about? Is I'm thinking. What am I thinking about? Huh? I've been one of those weeks this week. <laughs> I've had a month like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, things are going well. I know at RIC with the uh, airlines that have uh, numbers that have grown and the ones you can fly and the destinations, you know, the places you'll go and the things you'll see. As the old Dr. Susan went, I mean, you can, you can fly so many places nonstop. And as I mentioned last week, hey, the, the, look at next week. The weather turns a lot cooler. It's going to get colder, and you're going to want to go to Florida. Well, RIC's got your ticket right there, nonstops to a lot of cities down in Florida. And it'll take yep. you down there. You get on here, you get off there. Go ahead. What were you say, Perry? Oh, no, I was going to say we had the, one, the second highest day in, um, in, our, in, in here since the pandemic this week. We had like 9,000 passengers coming through. It was a great day. 9,000? Yeah. Man, that's a, that's, a, that's a big number, partner. That's a good number. That's a good big number. Yeah. Uh, you do that every day. You talk about uh, what? Uh, how many? 27,000. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, we always encourage people to fly Richmond. For, first and foremost, it's our airports it, it, located in Rico County. And uh, it, it's our ports, easy to get in, easy to get out. Uh, the parking from valet parking, which is great, to long term, short term, hour for free for picking people up. You got the cell lot. You got destinations that have just grown. Uh, they've added, added, added ex- extended one of the, the gates uh, down at the, down, I think, uh, at the A. Uh, down that way, extended uh, some, and put in extra gates down there. I got the wrong terminology, and then and just continue to grow, and that's the good thing. And and the numbers have been put up in the, since May are just astronomical and never been done before. So they're doing it all right, and getting through TSA is an easy thing to do. So just fly Richmond first. You, you'll be glad you did, especially when you return and you're not looking at a, a two or three hour drive home. Heck, no, you're home. You're home. You're here. So I encourage RIC for all the great things that can happen out there in the nonstops that they have to many, many destinations. Uh, we also have Dennis Bickmeyer, as you know, Dennis, of course, uh, used to be the president of Richmond Raceway in about a year and a half now has been uh, with the Henrico County Sports and Entertainment Authority, and things are happening there as well. He's president over there and with his trusty assistant, Tom Chuck Yeager. Good morning, <laughs> boss. What's happening? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good to be on with you guys again as we uh, get to this, what, third round of the playoffs. Uh, Three races and then the cutoff to the championship. So we're down to to the final eight here. And and down to the final four races. That's the other thing. Now, hey, listen, uh, you've got things going. The the Sports Entertainment Center uh, is going to be opening soon. And you've got events that are starting there soon. And uh, just tell us about the continued growth you have at the uh, Richmond, or excuse me, the Henrico County Sports Entertainment Authority. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of our focus has been on you know, getting the Sports and Events Center open and up and running. And, uh, you know, we're pointing towards a, a grand opening ribbon-cutting celebration in early December. But we do have a couple of events that are happening in 
late October and November, just kind of a soft opening. Get, let us get in there and break the building in a little bit and then mm-hmm. get it open to the to the broader community in early December. So that's exciting. But obviously, uh, you know, fall sports continue as well. We we got one more week of a, of a five week run of a baseball tournament and got a couple of big flag football tournaments that'll roll into the area uh, in October <laughs> and, and November. So. Things continue to continue to happen on the outdoor side of things uh, as well. Yeah, get, have to have to get indoor pretty soon here. So, but you know, it's kind of neat the way the, the two entities, the airport and the sports authority in Rico, uh, work can work together because people will be flying in to go to some of these events. They'll be big enough, and people will be coming from far enough away that it's too long of a drive. So you you get on the aeroplane, and the next thing you know, you're here. So that's uh, great the way that the two can work together and grow together. So that. That's yeah. a, a great benefit, I think. I think Dennis and I are banking on that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. I think I got a. I think I have a meeting coming up soon with my friend Perry Miller and yep. Troy Bell later in the month. So. Oh, good. I'll sit on that one, and I'll be a fly on the wall. I want to hear that one. <laughs> so anyway, well, this is it's great. We're winding down here, but things have been going so well uh, since we started back in February uh, with the uh, with the two, as I say, entities, the airport and away. Can't, I mean, just it busted loose in May with the north of four hundred. Hadn't stopped since. And the and what's happened so much with the Enrico uh, County, the Sports and Entertainment Authority. What y'all have done? You know, you've you've come places since then as well uh back in february you there was i don't think it was i guess groundbreaking had occurred hadn't it yes it had yeah, yeah. yep but it becomes reality as you see it wind up finish and be ready for things to happen inside so that's uh, you know you're watching the baby grow there and that's kind of cool so definitely and, and P- perry knows what construction's like it gets a little crazy when you get down closer to the finish line here so yep. uh you know, a lot of uh, a lot of waking up through the night, trying to think of things or things pop into your brain. But uh, we're getting we're getting close to the finish line. Well, there you go. It's uh, and I, I remember now the correct uh, terminology. The concourse A was expanded, adding gates. And uh, so it's not gate A, it's just the concourse A as you walk in on the left side. And they put in some more gates down the end of that. So things are just growing there and happening. And uh, it's just happy that we have these two things. Well, the airport, of course, has been around since, what, 1927, I believe. And, uh, and of course, the, the growing with the Henrico County. So it's all good. Speak, hey, listen, did I, did I send a text to y'all last week with the update? Uh, yeah, no, I do it every week. Did, y'all, did I send one out? Because I couldn't find it. No, no, well, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't recall. But uh, <sighs> I like this week's update for some reason. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, you're back. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up by what <laughs> one? I think like that or what? Well, up by three. Mm. You know, and I, I sent y'all the uh, the updates from the week before. I think yesterday to give you an idea where we were. Uh, Perry, you were at nine seventy four. Dennis was nine sixty two. He got forty two last week. You got twenty seven. But yeah. it's still time. I mean, one hundred four. Excuse me, a thousand four to a thousand one. And I'm yeah. I'm way back. You know, watching the back of the train to make sure it's staying on the track. So that's all that is. But it's between you two with three points separation. Uh, and last week again, it was uh, forty two and twenty seven. Uh, Perry, you had the lead, as you know, by what? Uh, how many points? Twelve points. Four races yeah. to go, Perry. You got to get that engine running, Hoss. Who did I have last time? Truex. Right? You had Truex last week, yeah. Yeah, yeah you like had Truex. I picked Truex. I just. <laughs> 
Oh, he's, well, not, he's, not, he's not helping me this year. Well, he, he does well at uh, Las Vegas. Uh, you go first, by the way, Perry. Uh, yeah, last week, Dennis. You, uh, last week, um, you had Truex, Dennis had Elliott, and I had Bubba Wallace, who did well. How much did we got? He did, he did very well. He did, yeah, 16 finish, and he got me 34 points on top of the 50 before. But anyway, we've got about a minute and a half to get our picks in. So, Mr. Miller, you were going first, Hoss. Yeah, I'm going to go. I know Truex is probably a – I think he's number two, and I'm not sure where he is on the grid, but – I'm going to go, I think I'm it's between Hamlin and Blaney. I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Blaney. I think he's going to push it this time. Blaney. You're going to take Ryan yeah. Blaney? All right, I'll put you down for yeah. Blaney. All right, and this is at Las Vegas. Uh, Mr. Bickmeyer? Hmm, I go next, huh? All right, well, I really think it's going to come down to the Hendrick drivers. Like versus the Gibbs drivers, and Toyotas have been strong on the mile and a half. I'm actually going to go with Christopher Bell this weekend. A yeah. uh, young driver. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> to stay alive. Well, uh, you know, if Kyle Busch doesn't have a shot at making anything, but I don't either. So I'm going to take Kyle Busch to win. Pretty interesting pick. Yes. No, yes. no William Byron. No. No Larson, no, uh, no Hendrick drivers. No, no. We're, run, we're running out of time, Dennis. We got all bees: Bell, Bell, Blaney, and Bush. How about that? Yep. Killer bees. Killer bees. Hey guys, thank you. Look forward. I'll get to you on time next week. We'll do it again next Friday. Thank you for everything. Have a great weekend, gentlemen. All right. Thanks, all right. Perry Miller from RIC, and of course Dennis Bickmeyer from Henrico County Sports Authority. Habo has left the green room and is making his way to the studio right here on 1061 ESPN. I'm Miguel. This is Sports Fun with Robert the Bruce on the other side of the glass. For the second straight week, 